Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Do the hustle! Workers, Welcome to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. You have to be congratulated right now, all you listeners. You know why? Because you made a smart decision today, and that is tuning into the show, a show that's designed to help you. My whole reason for starting this show many years ago, almost four years ago now, was to help people to be more effective and productive in their careers. That's it. I want people to do a better job and have a more fulfilling career. Also want to get you on the right career path and help equip you to deal with difficult workforce situations. And I have great guests every week that come in, tell us a little bit about themselves, a little bit about their career journeys, and then they share information that is designed 100% to help you. So if you're going to take notes during the show at any time, it's when my guests are talking, you know. Um, I do this whole show in kind of an entertaining rapper. Like, we have fun with it. I make you laugh here and there. My guests make you laugh. We're not afraid to tell you things that, you know, here's where we stumbled along the way. Here's where I took a left where I should have taken a right in my career. I I tell you that not to beat myself up, but to help you to stay on the right path and maybe not step in the pothole that I stepped in. (laughs) I have two weekly contributors to the show. One is Eric Ross, and his portion of the show is called Common Sense Ain't So Common. And Eric tells us about a work-related situation, a real-world one that actually happened that'll leave you scratching your head when you listen to this. You'll say, how could some manager be so dumb as to do this? And unfortunately, it's real. It happened. But Eric also tells you, he gives you tips and advice to make sure that the story's never about you. You never want to be the the, the topic. (laughs) And common sense ain't so common with Eric Ross. The other weekly contributor we have is Boston Danny. And Boston Danny is somebody that I've known for over 35 years. We went to boot camp together in the Navy. Boston Danny will... Um, tell you about his great sports teams. He'll brag about his grandson, Desmond. He knows every cobblestone in the fair city of Boston, and he does all of that for my edification. It makes me laugh. That's where I'm from, from, folks, up that way. But Boston Daddy does something for you. He'll do a special shout-out. So if you have somebody that has a birthday, an anniversary, or maybe someone that just made your work day a little brighter and you'd like to recognize them for that, well, you send me an email. Send your email to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll take your email. I'll give it to Boston Danny, and he will give your special someone a wicked pisser shout-out like only Boston Danny can. I told you I have a great guest today, and I do every single week, (laughs) but today I have one of my favorite returning guests. Now, she's been on the show, gosh, I think this is her fourth time in four years altogether. I I know it's three anyway, and uh, during the, 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 the... bulk of the pandemic we weren't able to get in the studio so i was doing my podcast on the ptjg broadcast network and uh this guest who i'm going to introduce in just a second was kind enough to come on that as well 
she shares information. And if I'm, I'm telling you, take some notes here. You will learn something. And first, I want to welcome EI, uh, Goldman EI certified MetaCoach, Kelly Manel to Hard Worker. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, Pete, thank you so much for having me. It is so nice to be back in the studio. Holy uh, cow. Yeah, I know. We, you know, the, the this whole pandemic thing chased us out of here. It's got everybody out of sorts. I'm going to tell you, because you know what I do for a living. I run staffing agencies, and, and uh, I have never seen people more frazzled, people more on edge, People are dealing with so much right now, and you have employers saying, we can't find good people. Well, we, we know why, because they're dealing with the big bag right now. Everybody seems to. But, you know, I want to learn, you know, about emotional intelligence. I know the last time you and I together were on a panel, I was moderator mm -hmm. for a panel of CFOs, yeah. and we asked them all kinds of questions about the levels of stress that they're dealing yeah. with, and how yeah. would you rate this from 1 to 10? And... Kelly, people are twisted up in a knot. Yep, yep, Pete. I, I, you are so absolutely right. And I remember because I've seen my notes here, I, we asked the question, how would you score yourself from 1 to 10 on stress right now? And many people were scoring on the higher end of that scale. And when I asked people just in an interview or or in friends group, they're all saying very high levels. Um, we all the, we'll also asked the question, how would you score yourself from 1 to 10 on resilience right now? And we asked the last question, how would you score yourself from 1 to 10 on well-being right now? And those are really key indicators for people when you, you know, Pete, you might even put that in your questions when you interview your candidates. Wow. You know, yeah. what, Ed, that's, uh, that's good advice because uh, some people conceal it better than others. Yeah. And when they're uh, honest with themselves, yeah. uh, they can... Say, hey, I'm I'm dealing with a lot right now. My stress level's a ten out of ten. Yeah. You know, let's talk about emotional intelligence. What I like to do is start with a real broad brush. What is EI? So we define this in every time. And so one of the things I'm going to do today is reference a really cool group called Six Seconds, because they have some really good information that I wanted to share today. Um, so their definition of emotional intelligence is it's and you could take notes as Pete mentioned this is this is says really simply this is emotional intelligence means being smarter with feelings that's mm. it so it's emotional intelligence is being smarter with feelings Wow, I never heard it like like boiled down to that kind of that's the the rawness of it. Well, why is this so important to understand uh, and measure? So what we talk about is being able to understand our emotions because we want to accurately gather the emotional data and effectively use it to solve our emotional challenges. And today, as you and I have been talking about for the last couple of years, there have been a lot of emotional challenges due to the pandemic and all sorts of other issues that are surround that as well, climate, et cetera. And so what this does is, is impacts us all globally. And so what Six Seconds has done cleverly, and I really love this group because they're one of the really cool EI groups that I belong to and I talk to and I read the research. They did a recent what we call State of the Heart Global 2021 Executive Summary of 
emotional intelligence on the planet. And so I wanted to bring some of that information to you today, Pete, because I think you'll find it very interesting. Oh, I, I want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love hearing this stuff. I can't get enough. Guys, when I first heard about emotional intelligence, this goes back a, you know, a few years, and Kelly and I really uh, got into it. And the, the basic concepts of it, um, I realized that I went through several stages in my life that if I would have known uh, earlier in life, what I've come to know and, and learned through my, uh, EI conversations mm -hmm. and learning from you, mm -hmm. I could have been so better off as a 20-year-old, as oh, a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, and even yeah. as a 50-year-old. And I'm still evolving for crying <laughs> yeah. out loud, but, but it's big. How, how does even someone measure their I know everybody wants to measure their IQ. How smart am I? What, is there a way to measure your emotional intelligence? You know, there, there actually is, and there are many assessments. And, you know, I'm certified in a dozen of them or so. So some are longer, some are shorter. You know, so with executive management teams at hospitals, for instance, I use the longer version because we get more data. We get more information on a whole range of skills. For other assessments, they're, they're easier and quicker to take. But essentially, there are four domains that I would want to, your, your listeners to think about. The first one is self-awareness. So mm. if you were to say, um, one, is, one to ten, how self-aware am I? Right? That would be just the beginning, like just even understanding those words, right? How self-aware am I? And then the other way to find out is ask everybody who loves you, right? <laughs> and a few people that may not love you, right? right, right. So that's how you, you get a little bit of a data right there. So ask your, your maybe your loved ones or your kids will be pretty honest with you. So you, they're good. Brutally, <laughs> yeah, brutally, brutally honest, honest. we say. <laughs> so self-awareness. And then the second one is called self-regulation. So you'd say, how self-regulated am I? And so how would you know what that looks like? Well, um, do I do I have a long or short wick, right? People talk about this sort of um, nomenclature for, do I have a short wick, which means do I pop off easy, or do I have a long wick, which means I can manage things over time. Uh, it's a little traffic, not a problem. Wearing a mask, not a problem. Standing in line, not a problem. But sometimes people sort of reach their limit and then they're, oh no, I, I can't do this anymore. I've lost my patience, right? The guy that cut me off and was flipping me off. And exactly. I'm just <laughs> that guy. I was letting yeah. them in. That's <laughs> that, a short wick. Let them in. That's right. Let them in. So that, that's sort of the, the easy sort of uh, way to look at it. So it's self-awareness, self-regulation. The next one is with other people. So like, oh, I'm going to look up. Now there's other people in the room. There's, so there's, we call that social awareness. Oh, I'm aware of other people. Oh, there's supposed to be one on the elevator. Then I will pause and wait. I will get on the elevator next time, right? And so this is com combining social awareness and regulation management. Isn't that interesting? So you, you can, can now combine them. And then the last one is relationship management. How well do I manage my relationships? And of course, the people that love you the most will tell you how well you're managing. So those are four key big areas. We, we call them EI domains. And that's, is that for an individual or can an organization kind of check its own yes. emotional intelligence? Yes and yes. Yeah. So an individuals can do it. And then if individuals were to take assessments, in an organization for like, for instance, an entire department can do it. And then you can do a group report and say, wow, this group is very resilient. Look at their scores. And then you can see it by usually the key indicators of the business as well. Usually the sales are a bit better or the patience of the team is a lot better, right? 
Right. And I get that. You know, uh, when I was a young person and uh, worked at uh, a little company called Merrill Lynch back in the day, yeah. many, many moons ago, <laughs> back here, it's it's kind of over, it's still over by where the town center is. Yep. But when I started working there, I had to wear a hard hat. There were no other buildings out there. There were cows everywhere, yeah. oh, you know. Right. And uh, But I, I remember, um, you know, I was young and up and coming and, you know, kind of sharp. And they put me on a bunch of committees to, to change things. And and you just tell me what my EI quotient was here. And I hated being on committees. I didn't want to hear anybody else's opinion. Oh. I, I just I just didn't want to hear it. And they were all everybody wanted to weigh in and talk and it yep. was noise, 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 noise. And then ultimately all I just wanted to do was do it my way. I didn't right. even want to hear it. So I was I'm gonna say my EI quotient of my number my score would be pretty low. Would you it agree? It might have been back then, yeah. And which is pretty common. Uh, Pete, you know, early in our years, if somebody uh, doesn't bring this to our attention or we have a boss that has us uh, offers us an assessment or our parents uh, set us down and we, we sit down and we learn these skills. But for some reason, if we if we didn't run into them, um, then we're, we're like we're a little bit closer. Like, what's going on here? How come everybody's on this side of the table and I'm over here by myself? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, the self-awareness to part of it for me was a journey. Yeah. And and I think I had to realize, you know, I didn't know it all. I don't know everything. Um, but I did that through hard knocks, yeah. not through a, a kind of a, hey, let's let's take a little journey right now and, and, and become yeah. more self-aware. And that was uh, an elongated period. I mean, it took a long time for me to come to the understanding of who I am, what I can control, what I can't, right. what, um, you know, all these different things. You know, it was tough. And yeah. when when I go through this, it's why you, you hear me say it all the time. I just, I wish I met Kelly Manel when I was 20 right. years old. Right. <laughs> and people, every one of my clients says the same thing. It's interesting because they learn something and they're like, darn it. Boy, had I learned this when I was in college, I wouldn't even majored in finance. I would have been over here and doing something else, right? Or uh, this engineering degree. It was cool and all, but I think I would have, would have preferred the leadership track because then I, I could write and speak to the to the young people in the company and bring them along, right? So a lot of people will learn as you go, and, and you learned as well, Pete. I mean, we all have our own way of learning, and so congratulations, you're here. Yeah, oh, I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. But you know what? It, ta- it took a little thing like a a pandemic and um to all of a sudden change people's uh paradigm of you know what what's important to me and yeah. you know and, and i want to talk a little bit more about that but that music right there tells us we need to take a, a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor you're listening to hard worker with pete the job guy on 104.5 wokv Hey Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904-479-9610. Oh, that's our show sponsor, Ascendo Resources of Jacksonville, Florida, and that is the semi-world famous 
Angie Langlois, our show sponsor. You just call Angie for any of your staffing needs, and she'll be happy to help you because she's right here in Jacksonville, and she's bringing back the hustle. That's what she does. Folks, today my guest is Kelly Manel. She's returning guest, and we talk a lot about emotional intelligence, and she is uh, she's an expert. She's sought after around the world, and uh, she does all kinds of emotional intelligence programs customized for you, your organization organization. She's a phenomenal wealth of knowledge. And each and every time she comes on the show, I swear I learned something. So I ask you to, you know, grab a pen and a paper, jot down some notes, or if you're a new school millennial or so, you just grab your device and get your thumbs cranking and take some notes uh, because you'll learn something if you, uh, if you listen and put it into action, you'll be the better for it. All right, Kelly, um, you know, we talked about a little bit how COVID and, and the pandemic is kind of thrown so many different things, 180 degree twist and change. And we pivot a lot. We've changed a lot. Our paradigms have shifted and changed. Employers are going to some kind of, you know, uh, uh, and especially when we had that panel, um, when we talked about the CFOs and we dug into that and, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. Some of the results, some of the things that, that how this is really impacting people and, Take it from there. I know it's a broad brush. But. Oh, wow. It sure is. Well, you know, you t- we talked in that last talk about, you know, hybrid workforce and can emotional intelligence help? How do we apply it and so forth? So I had um, lunch with a, one of my big clients in town the other day. And the one thing that I remember her saying, so she's a very senior level person in a, in a healthcare environment. She said, boy, we have to listen to the employees. That's what we learned. We have to listen to everyone because there's such a variety of issues going on with our workforce and the new people coming on, the people coming on, people going, we have got to listen to them. So as you can imagine, those stories we've heard in healthcare, nurses and doctors burnout and leaving, and and it's very difficult for them. The hours that they've kept over the last few years, uh, we, we all certainly owe them an enormous amount in our society, And but they can't keep doing it, right? And so the employers are saying, well, what do we do, right? So it's interesting. I've, I'm going to read for a little bit from the Six um, Seconds Report. He talks about EQ scores predict over 50% of the variation in four success outcomes. 50%. Ugh. And those are areas that we all want as employers. Effectiveness, right? right? Obvious. Relationships. Well-being and quality of life. And what's interesting is the well-being scores are the lowest right now. And it's obvious why, right? And we don't have to do data. and re- Although they've done the work, it, it's obvious to your listeners what, why, right? People have been lonely and alone. I've been finally seeing older relatives, and I can see on their faces the stress this last couple of years has caused them. You can see it in people's eyes. And so it's really quite amazing that we have got to care for our workforce with whatever we can do and listening is the biggest one right and running a staffing agency as i do i'm filling a lot of jobs right now and there you know the, the, this thing called the great resignation is real there's a lot of people leaving jobs right now yeah. and uh the what why they're leaving 
typically it goes around the quality of life for these individuals where they realize, you know, last year it was important for me was to just make more money, make more money. And now it might be spending a little bit more time with my family or chasing some of my dreams. I want to have a more fulfilling life, not always the most demanding career. They're at odds. So employers are offering all kinds of hybrid work schedules, uh, WFH, work from home, remote opportunities. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of companies really explore their benefit package right yep. now and, yep. and understand that their benefits are, 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 are they're just not enough to attract and retain the best employees in a, right. at a market where you better <laughs> retain your best employees because somebody's after them. Absolutely. And there is enormous demand for them. And so what's interesting is the pre-pandemic period showed growing emotional intelligence while which declined dramatically during the pandemic, which is, again, an obvious statement to make. And what's what's really sad is that we talked earlier about self-regulation and regulation of emotions, and that is the area that now scores the absolute lowest of all of the areas. It's very, very dramatically hit because people are the complexity of life, right? Technologically, you know, people have to commute. They have to learn all this technology just, just to get on, log on to their jobs, and now Zoom doesn't work today or their kid's teacher doesn't show up online, you know, just... Wow. Like, their, their airline ticket, their yeah. airline flight got canceled, right. and then they punched the, the, the airline attendant in the right. face. Right. So people's ability to regulate because it's so compounded, the amount of frustrations they're having are, are, are very difficult, right? And it takes somebody having an enormous amount of self-awareness to say, wait a minute, I'm recognizing I'm very stressed right now, and I'm going to do what I have to to take care of myself and my family. And that's what you're seeing people do, pull back, Pete, and, and work it within their value system and what they think they have the capacity to do. Wow. You know, Kelly, we talked uh, a bit about measuring our emotional intelligence, uh, both uh, in individual and organizations. Why is that important? Well, because you'll be able to tell if if your organization, if you are trying to get your organization to be enormously innovative, right? Like I've been working with um, high-tech companies this past year, and they're very, very innovative. These people have to be rested, have to be supported, they have to be appreciated, paid well. All the barriers have to be removed in order for them to show up and really work hard and really be thought process to, to include some new thinking. And that requires well-being. Right. We, it's hard to innovate when you're super stressed. Right. I mean, it, that sounds obvious to peak. We talk about it's all this stuff is common sense. Mm. Right. Mm. So what are and I, my, my computer keeps making all kinds of noises. Over here. It's distracting. OK, I'm a community leader. or I'm a business leader. What's important for me to know um, in my role? That's oh, that's an incredibly good question, because what I would I would want for business or community leaders is one to know, just know as a leader to understand this data so that you recognize that your constituents, the people you work with, they're all very, very stressed, more than normal, more than you probably have had experience for, right? And so recognize that you'll be more patient with yourself, more patient with them. If it requires six meetings to get something done, you might need to take the six <laughs> meetings. We've all seen that now in town, right? People think, well, this wouldn't have normally taken one meeting. Well, people have opinions, and they're very strong opinions, and we need to process and allow for people to process. And this is 
as a leader requires enormous depths of patience. Right. And, and Kelly, uh, I'm going to ask you to hang around here uh, and come back for the, the second half of the show here. But that music right there tells us we're coming to the bottom of the first part of the show right here. And we're going to take a break and get all these commercials in. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy and 1.5 WOKV. And that was Adeline. That's our producer, Josh McCarthy's daughter right there. Welcome back. I'm working with Pete. (laughs) It's the cutest little thing. I love that. She started off really well, tapered off a little bit, but she delivered the goods. Great job, Adeline. It was so happy you're a part of the show. That's fantastic. With me today, folks, is my guest is Kelly Manell, and she is just delivering the goods today when we talk about emotional intelligence. This is a time, folks, this pandemic has so many people frazzled. The amount of baggage we carry right now is doubled and in some cases tripled. Life is hard anyway, but with pandemic rules and and how is this impacting my life and I'm worried about this and that, the worry level, worrisome level in the United States seems to have just gone up uh, exponentially um, and people aren't you know, from a mental health perspective. And now, thankfully, it's kind of in the forefront. It's okay right now to raise your hand and say, I'm having some issues, right? But what I want to ask, I'm going to ask Kelly, let's talk about that a little bit. Talk about um, uh, and and share how, you know, maybe emotional intelligence plays uh, into this, uh, what we're all dealing with right now. Thank you, Pete. Yes, because this is the, when I would think about an employer, I think about the emerging threats at the moment, because we look at threat analysis all the time, right? We always do these analysis and work. And right now, we talk about emotional intelligence is linked to a range of essential skills. The three with the greatest declines from 2019 to 2020 are imagination, which we need a whole lot of wow. right now, is risk tolerance and collaboration, right? So the boss leaves the office and get along, everybody, and then come back. What happened? Everybody's fighting, arguing, what, what's going on here, right? And so we think about it, we think about imagination, which we need a lot of to solve all of our problems, risk tolerance, which we might have to take a little risk to try something new, that which follows the imagination. And then we're going to have to collaborate to get it done. We have to get in the room. And whether I like Sally or not, how she dresses or what she does on the weekend, what I have to do is work with Sally and Harry and everybody else. And Fred, I have to say, hey, guys, We've got a task to do, and our boss says we got to imagine something different for our business, and we've got to work our way, think our way out of this problem. If we can't regulate our emotions, we are not going to do it. And the fact that our regulation is so low globally is why we're also struggling with these things. Does this make sense? Just simplify it. Wow. And, and, and this is, you know, a lot of these uh, are, are cause and effect of the pandemic and you know how does emotional intelligence and people really um you know uh, listening hearing self-regulating self-acceptance uh and all the other principles we talk how does that play in to getting us out of this mire 
Right. So you and I talked about it a number of times. And what we really need to do, in, in addition to just listening to our employees and providing them with the proper benefits and support, is really offer a lot of support, if we're able to, for mental health. I mean, there are now, there is a mental health crisis globally. And we can say that with a lot of confidence. There's many, many studies now done. So we can say, okay, what kind of services can we provide? There are telehealth services. I just worked with a really incredibly clever, imaginative group called Maru Health this year. And we rolled out, there's a 12-week therapy side, and then there's the, the coaching side of the app. And this is available to thousands of employees all over the country. If you're, This is offered through your organization. There are others that are what we call retail therapy, where we can log on, right, talk, talk help, different companies. You can log on and pay for it yourself. So a All lot done of, via an app? All and- an app or on Zoom. So there's many varieties of new innovative services that are being offered for short or long-term engagements, which are helping employers and employees at least get to the most immediate of issues and help people begin to build tools to solve their own issues, right? Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me that, you know, companies are that innovative to to come up with a a product like that that's designed solely to help people. Uh, And I can think there has to be a lot of uh, a a big group out there that – maybe just hasn't taken that step where I have to set an appointment and go in and actually talk to somebody face to face when, you know, like a lot of people don't want to air their dirty laundry, right? Right, You keep it inside bottled up. Whereas, you know, maybe behind the computer, uh, even though you may be face to face or maybe keep the video off if you feel more comfortable, people are are getting the help that they need. Yeah. Is EI ever going to move to a, an app? or? Has- yeah, well, for Maru Health, we did a coaching program on the app, and it's incredible. It's the first time anyone's used emotional intelligence as a basis of specific kind of uh, health coaching, and um, they're doing research on it. It is incredibly, again, very, very innovative. And on the front end of the research, this is the sort of thing that we're talking about when when you hire people that are well, emotionally well, and they're very clever, and they're very innovative, as Maru's group is, then they're able to produce really cool things under a lot of stress. And so they're an example of a group of people that are allowing themselves to work with their mental health, supporting their employees, and coming up with solutions that's going to reinvent mental health uh, solutions for organizations really forever. This is this is a forever, this is a game changer, what they call a game changer. Yeah, you know? I see yeah. that as that. I mean, I, I haven't really been exposed to that at all, but hearing about it, my gears are turning like, wow, this is a great product, um, and it, it reaches, uh, you know, it could reach a real big, broad uh, group of folks right now because yep. there's no shortage of people that need a little bit of help right now, and right. that's okay. Yep. You know, when you do, you raise the flag, and, and, and this is an alternative to, you know, yep. conventional ways to, to get the help that, that, that people so desperately need. Well, it's accessible, Pete. Yes. There, there are, it's, you know, we're all working, children, all that, and there's, there's, it's hard because you say, like you said, oh, I maybe make this appointment and it's two months from now. Well, I need to talk to somebody today. Right. Or tomorrow. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's now. Right. And the pandemic has 
pressured, put extra pressure on people for needing support like right, right this very minute. And these services, I really would encourage everybody to talk to their employer to see if they're available, um, to talk to their mental health, local mental health services or their doctor, and to make sure you get connected. Um, if anybody wants to, they can send me an email, kmanel at imagepartners.net. I'm very happy to send resources to people. I do it all day long right now because I'm connected with communities and uh, Kelly, happy let's, to do it. Let's write right here before we uh, listen to Common Sense Aids to Common. If you would, just say your, your email address a little bit more slowly so people can reach out to you. Sure, sure. It's... K Manel, M A N N E L, at Image Partners, one word, dot net. Okay, perfect. Dot net, not dot com, folks. <laughs> and and listen, reach out to Kelly. She will point you in the right direction. She'll steer you, steer you in the right direction. Always does. Uh, and and I'm. Uh, Again, pleased as punch that she's here on the show. Kelly, you're not going to believe this next segment. And this next segment uh, is called Common Sense Ain't So Common. And this is where Eric Ross is going to tell us about a real-world work scenario that actually happened. And at the end of it, you're going to listen and you're going to scratch your head saying, there's no way people do this dumb stuff. (laughs) But they do it day in and day out. But Eric, if you listen to the second part of what Eric does, is he's going to tell you how to prevent you from ever being the topic of Common Sense Ain't So Common. With no further ado, let's get this week's Common Sense Ain't So Common with Eric Ross. Good morning or afternoon, depending on when you hear this, to all my fellow employees, bosses, and leaders who are part of this hard worker tribe. Eric Ross here with 212 Benefits bringing you this week's segment of Common Sense Ain't So Common, where we share real-life stories and professional wisdom from other hard workers in the community. Stories that will often have you thinking to yourself, Nope, 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 nope. How does this still happen in the workplace? Today's story is shared from a CEO of a medium-sized marketing agency based out of Central Florida discussing hard work, or in this case, the opposite of hard work. But before we call out an individual's common sense not being so common, here is a quick little work nugget that most of you already know. While I cannot give credit to the initial individual who created this list, here is a friendly reminder of 10 professional attributes that you can control. 10 things that cost you nothing, require no training, and will get you further in your professional journey than any mastermind conference or seminar. I understand some of you may consider this list a little cheesy, but if you have not heard my mediocre business poetry or terrible dad jokes, you clearly don't know just how nerdy and cheesy I am. Okay, 10 professional attributes that you can control and cost you nothing financially. Number one, being on time. Number two, your effort. Number three, your energy level. Number four, one of my three favorites, having a positive attitude. Number five, your passion and enthusiasm. Number six, your body language. Number seven, another favorite of mine, your coachability. Number eight, doing a little extra. Number nine, being prepared. And number 10, easily my favorite in the entire theme of this show, having a strong work ethic. Nothing trumps hard work, my friends. There is no such thing as a magic pill or shortcut. I have to remind all our listeners, this show is dedicated to the hard workers out there. I commend and respect you all for leading by example and putting in the work to be successful both at home and on your professional journeys. So today's story about common sense not being so common might be the most frustrating coworker I've ever met. Today's story was brought up by the CEO of a marketing firm about a coworker that we have all met and worked with at some point in our careers, Larry, or more specifically, Lazy Larry. 
Oh, Larry, oftentimes one of the most intelligent and talented members of a team, but just prefers to do the bare minimum. In this specific instance, Lazy Larry was brought on board with this organization with more excitement than us Jaguar fans experience on the rare occasions we win a football game. Larry comes with what appears to be incredible experience, success, and more fresh ideas than any previous hire. Well, within three months of hiring Larry, our CEO could immediately see that Larry was not part of the hard worker tribe. Larry was the last one to show up and the first one to leave on every opportunity. Larry contributed the bare minimum on every project, similar to your college days when we were required to do a group project and there was always one member of the group that was about as useful as a wet paper bag. Lazy Larry has a question he asks himself every day in the office, not how can I help, but sadly, how little can I get by with today? Imagine Lazy Larry's surprise when he asked for a promotion and more responsibility within the company only to politely be told, no sir, not today. The CEO politely told Larry, put in the work I know you're capable of and whatever you want is yours. Rhetorical question for you listeners. Would you rather have a teammate or coworker with all the talent in the world and minimal work ethic? Or would you rather have a mediocre talent level with an exceptional work ethic? Look, we all need a lazy day, whether it's Netflixing, napping, or my personal favorite of sitting on the beach with a cold beverage. A lazy day here and there is necessary for us all to survive this wild ride called life. I just ask you all to work hard more often than being lazy. A couple quotes for you. The only time a lazy person succeeds is when they try to do nothing. Laziness is a secret ingredient that goes into failure, but it's only kept a secret from the person who fails. And in the words of Charles Dickens, my advice is to never do tomorrow what you can do today. Laziness and procrastination is the thief of time. Please don't be Larry. Don't be lazy. Be a member of the Hard Worker Tribe. Friendly reminder, are you looking for greener pastures in your professional career? Are you looking for help with your recruiting and staffing needs? Call the Ascendo Resources team. Second reminder, are you frustrated with your employee benefits? Do you think employee benefits suck? Well, give us a call at 212 Benefits. We make benefits suck less. See you all next week on Common Sense Ain't So Common. All right, another great segment by the world-famous Eric Ross. Woohoo, Eric Ross with 212 Benefits. And I'm going to tell you, uh, if you're a small to mid-sized company looking for somebody to help you out with uh, your benefit offering, remember we were just talking about how uh, with Kelly Manel, our guest today, about how employers have to do a better job of taking care uh, of their people. And Eric helps those employers to have uh, benefits that make sense, that that retain employees or get the uh, attention uh, of the uh, employees or candidates that they want to attract. So I recommend 212 Benefits. You reach out to Eric Ross and he will help you out. And I seriously hope they consider, uh, if you're an employer, think about your, your, the mental health of your employees proactively and reactively, and I think having an emotional intelligence uh, app that, that people can go in and work through and learn, uh, help them with their issues and help them to understand how to self-regulate, self-acceptance, how to really improve their EI quotient and their emotional intelligence ability. I think it's uh, uh, it would be a great benefit to offer whether, you know, as an ancillary part of a package. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. All right. I know we have a big day coming up on November 13th. Kelly, what is that day? That day is celebration of the World Kindness Day on the 13th. So on that day, we're going to practice, hashtag practice kindness. 
I, you know, I have a a, a lot of pedisms I put out on uh, on LinkedIn. That's what we call them. Our marketing folks they'll make a Pete the job guy, and they just listen to the, some of the things I say. And one of the things I say is spread kindness at work. It's just kind of a you know people talk about being kind and stuff like that. But if you have that as a, as a message you were thinking about, it. I'm going to spread kindness at work, yes. even if it's just in one or two little acts. Absolutely. Think about how that's going to change. Absolutely. Put smiles on people's faces. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about the World Kindness Day. Is so there anything what, special that we have to do? Is there a parade or what's well, happening? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you a practice that you can take home. You can take notes. Um, people can listen to and write it down again. But I'll, I'm going to share some research. Researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison suggest that as little as two weeks of compassion meditation training can alter the way people respond to the suffering of others. So if we're talking about working collaboratively, right, and you notice your colleagues are agitated, so practice kindness is actually the way to their heart. Oh, wow. Practicing kindness. Yeah. I, you know, what do they say? It's, uh, yeah, I, you put a smile on a person's, I forget what they're saying that is. There's something about, <laughs> um, you know, I, another Pedism. Okay, here it is. It's, it's uh, if you want to have a, de- a better day, make someone else's day better. You know, that's real right. simple, but that's it's. That's right, Pete. It's, yeah. That's, ex- that's an example of expressing compassion. That says, I'm aware myself of how I am. And I'm aware that I'm going to take this action toward another, a compassionate action, kindness. And it actually has the benefit neurologically of helping both of us. So when you're kind to another, it helps you. It helps you bring compassion to yourself. It brings compassion and kindness to the other. And it actually helps relieve their sufferings as well. That's awesome. Can we go back to being evil on the 14th? Yeah. Hey, you, you know, speaking of evil, let's get Boston Danny's segment. No, that's not the way to push Boston Danny out there. Boston Danny, folks, as you know, if you have a shout out that uh, you'd like to give somebody, maybe it's their birthday anniversary or someone made your work day a little brighter and you want to recognize them for it, you shoot me an email, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll take that email, give it to Boston Danny, and he'll give your special someone a shout out like only Boston Danny can do it. With no further ado, Let's get this week's Boston Update from Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update. Well, Cheryl and I are back from our trip down in St. Thomas, and what a time we had. Just so much fun down there. They met so many nice people from all over. They love my accent, too. I don't know what it is. But, uh, you know, a lot of swimming, a lot of, a lot of beaching, a lot of snorkeling tours, sunset dinner cruises. Uh fantastic eats plenty of seafood you know almost as good as new england the lobsters are a bit funny but i knew that going in so we had a good time went to all the beaches megan's bay national park uh we did st john's trunk bay um just too much to name emerald you know but you know now i'm back in new england watching what's going on uh thanks for thanks to jacksonville for beating the, the giants we appreciate that you know i'm still catching up on everything that we go and uh just beautiful. No wonder why they call St. Thomas the, the paradise of the United States. Um, we had Veterans Day down here. They rolled that holiday like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, everything rolled into one. They really appreciate their uh, veterans and what they contribute to the armed forces of, of our great country. And You know, it's a way for the kids to get off the island. They have a good time. So we, um, we got back here. It's cold. What are we going to do? But, you know, we're ready for it. I'm ready. We've already set up our... Uh, 
some snowmobile trips coming up. They got some snow up in Maine. We got the ski chalets are open. I already got that talking it down. Everyone loves my tan. Uh, you know, down in St. Thomas, they don't uh, fall back an hour, so I'm a little, I'm a little off on my time, but I'm still here for you guys. I got your shout outs, you know, your birthdays, your anniversary, send them to you. I'll, I'll maul them up for you. Uh, so wicked happy birthdays. Have a good time, folks. Do it for yourself if no one else. So I want to give that to Collins Lania, and that's from Chuck. He much appreciates for what he does. Uh, Dave Simpson from his big brother. Mary Ellen Cooper, and that's from her Florida friends. And Sarah Pierce, and that's from her sister with love. Get your shout outs in, folks. We love to do it. Um, cutting it short again this week, folks. Go Bruins. Uh, brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, enjoy your Sunday. Remember our first responders, all our military, retired, and all that. Peter, where do you see the pictures? I'll be in touch, folks. Oh, and another great. Boston update from the world-famous Boston Danny. That dude is incredible. People used to think that that was me putting on the dog with the fake Boston accent, but I can assure you that is Boston Danny, and he is a great and wonderful person. With me is Kelly Manel. She's an emotional intelligence expert. Uh, she's a Goldman EI certified meta coach. Kelly, in the spirit of kindness, we have, you know, we talked about uh, the kindness day on, on November mm -hmm. 13th. What are some basic principles and concepts to help us to have a beautiful and special kindness day? Oh, thank you, Pete. So I'm going to share a practice and then a quote. And this practice talks about being able to, one, think about someone that you care for, right? So we're going to think about you right now, Pete and Josh here in the studio. So I'll repeat this out loud and then you can say it for yourself. I want you to be happy. May you be well. May you be safe. May you be at peace. Then the next type of uh, practice that goes along with that same words are saying those same words to ourselves. So that's being kind to others and then offering compassion to ourselves. So I'll end with this quote, kind hearts are the gardens, kind thoughts are the roots, kind words are the blossoms, and kind deeds are the fruit. That is awesome. <laughs> that inspires me to be kind, folks, and, <laughs> and accept me. You know, I'm going to be kinder, and I'm going to accept myself. Kelly Manel, what's your email address if people want to reach out to you? Sure, Pete. It's kmanel at imagepartners.net, and that's M-A-N-N-E-L at I-M-A-G-E-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S dot net. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much for being on Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. Thank Guys, you, Pete. you just did it. You listen to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. Go out there and get them, hard workers.